Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Soberland. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today I have my friend and this very funny comedian, Rachel. I'm not going to say your name, your last name correctly, so please. Friedland. Rachel Friedland. But you know what? You nailed the first part, and that's, <laughs> <I got> the <laughs> that's Rachel. what's most important. Oh my God. What if I didn't know how to say Rachel? <laughs> I mean, listen, I get brought up on stage as Rochelle Friedland often, but I mean, it's, it's whatever gets me on stage, I'm like, I'll... Call me Rochelle. Call me Rochelle Friedland. Friedman. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what, as long as it's my time to go up for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Call me whatever. <laughs> yeah. Great. Pretty much. Um, I miss seeing you around. Oh, honey. I miss you so much. Oh, my gosh. I miss you so much. I have literally been living through your online presence <laughs> as just a means to be like, when can I hug you again? <laughs> I've heard that from so many people because <laughs> I don't go out anymore. People are like, thank God for your Instagram story. I know you're still alive. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Well, um, I remember when we met. Well, I'll say I remember when I met you, I was just like, I want to be her friend. Aww. Like it was just such an instant connection where I was like, we'd have fun together. And then it's just the one of the, you know, that thing where it's like, let's get together. And then it was hard times. But I feel like uh, now we we both have more time to hang. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember you used to come to the open mic that Nicole and I would host. Yes, You're very supportive. A lot of people, like, we had a group of, like, five people that were actually supportive of the mic, and you were one of them. So I'm, like, forever <laughs> Listen, grateful for you. I know how hard <laughs> it is to run an open mic. <laughs> I've, been, I've been running, Robin and I have been running our mic for, like, three years. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's so many weeks where I'm like, why are we still doing this? Uh, are you guys still doing it? Oh, yeah. yeah. In Glendale, in fact. Oh, I've been to that. What is it called? Latitude? Latitude, yeah. Okay. I think I went a couple of times. Thank you so much for coming. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. And what a thankless job it is. So, like, I understand how hard it yeah. it, it was. It is. Yeah. yeah it and sucks. Then do you, like, host another show? I yeah. Robin and I host a show, a simple show, at a simple bar in Studio City, uh, second Sunday of every month. Awesome. Yeah. I have to go check it because that's like a book show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really fun. This month we have uh, Nicole Byer. <gasps> I know. Ooh. I'm so excited. We have Jared Logan. It's going to be amazing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. One thing about you I've noticed is like you are actually super kind and supportive where a lot of comedians aren't so much. They can, I think maybe because of like the competitive aspect to it or just like I don't know. You're just running around going to mics and you're tired, but you like seem to know everybody in the comedy community and oh you're like God. super nice to them, which I'm sure like, you know, helps you get people on your show and you can get on some shows just like you're networking the right way. It's <laughs> so funny. I mean, I definitely hope to be known as like the L.A. comedy scenes um, kindest comic because <laughs> I do. I don't know. I that's just kind of who I am. Yeah. It's like um, I want to be friends with everyone or at least friendly with most people but uh yeah the burnout like the comics who are burnt out on it it's it's real so i yeah, definitely I get it i feel it but um if we had a yearbook you would get friendliest comic oh my god yes thank you that's that's what i'm going for <laughs> i would get most sober comic right? do you think there are other comics who would come for you for most sober like there would be uh. a good lineup of comics who would be in the running for most sober comic that's true because a lot of comics are recovering yeah. addicts and alcoholics yeah um, it's like which isn't to say that you shouldn't go for no, it. No, it's like who has the best mental health podcast? I mean, <laughs> let's name them right now. <laughs> you were talking about one. Yeah, Just, what is it called? Anna Valenzuela, Twelve Questions Pod. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's great. She the the format is like her and like a handful of other hosts who are also sober. Um, like ask questions of a guest that are based on the 12 questions of AA. Mm -hmm. And it's really neat. It's very insightful, and it's very much for people who are doing the work mm -hmm. so the responses are like deep and meaningful and valuable and so that's awesome yeah it's nice and i just started getting into a i'm doing 90 and 90 which is a meeting a day for 90 days oh great Ooh, so that's a big challenge I'm on day like six which i'm loving it so far i mean day 30 like get back to me i might be like fucking hate it sure. <laughs> are you going in the is it just like a meeting throughout the day or are you like i go to a morning meeting or i go to evening it, meeting whenever i have time usually at night because i work during the day mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean people in AA are so friendly like especially if you share during the meeting i mean you'll have like 
a line of people afterwards just like, let me get your number and like come to this meeting with me. Like I'm going to call you tomorrow and they don't even know you. That's like the, right. It, that's like the one thing that really stood out to me at first. I was like, are these people going to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> what cult am I in? Yeah. I mean, it does seem like it is a group that is based on accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is like, I am someone who loves accountability. So I was talking actually on the 12 questions pod with Anna that I should check out like a CODA meeting or something just to go and like check in and see. Um, but well, I'm, I'm not familiar. What is the co- codependence? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Codependence Anonymous. Yeah, there's like meetings for smokers, for sex addicts, for uh, like people. What is the one where it's like for family members and loved ones? Oh, Al-Anon. Al-Anon, yeah. yeah. So if you, there's a meeting for everyone. Right, which <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a difference between Al-Anon and AA mm-hmm. until it got explained to me. Yeah, so. a lot of people that I've met in AA go to both. I, I don't because I don't have any like family that um, have struggled with alcoholism. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of go to both and... I'd love to like go just to see what it's like. Yeah, it's similar to AA, but well, cool. It looks like you are like doing a show every night. Is that would you? Is that true? She gets booked. Y- what yeah, I what the hell? <laughs> I don't are know. I just kind of had a slew of like bookings come in because you know it's like I'll reach out to ask to do shows, but I've had a handful of people just come to me and say like, "Hey, do you want to do this thing?" Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to be busy, especially right now. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who loves to keep busy. Uh, especially lately I'm going through a big breakup and mm. it's the best, the best. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I think just like, you know, I've been, I've been being very candid online with my feelings and kind of everything that happened. Which, uh, hello, right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sober. <laughs> I used to have a drinking problem. Now I have a podcast. Like, I'm all about, like, just sharing my dirt online. Yeah. Well, part of me was like, is it so skeezy that I'm doing this? And then I thought about it a little bit more. And it's that thing of, like, I don't need to take responsibility for what these other people did. Right? Like, they made these choices. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is happening to me. And so I... I can share how I feel about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It has been nice that the people who have been like, Hey, I, I also had an ex cheat on me. It feels terrible. I'm sorry you're dealing with this or whatever it is. Like at first when my ex and I broke up when it was amicable and I call it the first breakup because it does feel like there were two breakups. So the first breakup people were like, Hey, that sucks. And I would just ask to hear people's breakup stories because it was helpful Mm -hmm. just to kind of like know that it's a shared experience. And now especially finding out about, like the cheating and deception it's been even better to have people who are like hey this happened to me too and I have set up times to like meet up with people and just like hear the story Mm -hmm. because I know it's something that's quite common but it still feels so bewildering yeah it's just you know it's a common story that because you were together for like Like three and a half years yeah when you know a long-term relationship when you know that it needs to end to not just end it you know but to just try to keep on dragging yourself through it right. when and then that's when the cheating comes and I, I've experienced that I was in like a four-year relationship and we were both kind of cheating at the end of it it's like mm. we'll just end it yeah but it's so hard to let it go I know yeah I mean and the thing is I think that we were like on a path to ending amicably and then it was like why did you have to do this and he had mm. been cheated on in his previous relationship so the first six months of our relationship was him being like I was cheated on and I'm terrified about it and I was like okay well you're either gonna trust me or not Oh my god! So you would think he would know exactly know. how it feels and would not do the same to someone that he loves and is in a relationship with. Yeah, and that's what Dumb. I was saying. As I was Dumb. like, imagine if I did this to you, like after the whole cheating reveal, and he was like, "Well, it did happen to me," and I was like, "That doesn't make it any better." Not by you. Yeah. Wait, what is this logic of his? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, and and like I called him out on a bunch of shit, which made me feel very good, and like to. Being able to be in the moment of a fight is something or just like a, a high stress situation is something that I've had to work on a lot in therapy because normally I shut down like, you know, fight, flight or freeze. I'm very much the person who freezes. Um, so it felt very good to be like cutting back like through like all of these arguments that we would be having. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, you were the one who made the rule that if we ever started to develop feelings or something for someone, we would talk about it. And so it's like you break your own, like you made that rule yeah. in order to keep yourself like safe from 
me, right? If I did something to you like your ex did, but in fact, you're the one who went well, and so did he, it. He made the rule just to protect himself, not to protect you. It was right, like, so right, right, basically. right. Which, I mean, like, so l- luckily I was like, what happened to that? Like, you made that rule and now you're breaking it or, you know, or you didn't ab- adhere to it at all. So anyway. Sounds co- like this guy needs to go to therapy. Oh, <laughs> honey. For three and a half years, I was like, you need to go to therapy. And then even when we broke up the first time, I was like, I'm sorry that this is happening and I love you. And I understand that like our relationship has come to an end, but you still need to go to therapy. Like even after we broke up. Wow. Yeah. I love telling men they have to go to therapy. Someone <laughs> needs to get him like a group on for therapy for his birthday. Oh or something. Lord. Wouldn't that be a gift? Um, hopefully his new girlfriend's listening and she <laughs> can do that for him. <laughs> so how has it been being single? Are you dating? Are no, you I buying like vibrators. <laughs> I'm buying so many vibrators. I've been so absent minded because like, it's um my therapist always tells me this and bless her for it but she reminds me all the time that change is trauma so like whether it's good change or negative change change shakes up a lot of aspects of your world and so like going through all this has been very I've been so absent-minded like I'll be like cutting vegetables and almost cut like my nail off you Mm. know or like something and I'm pretty sure I accidentally sent my vibrator back to ASOS like it's I just like clothing store yes I bought a bunch of stuff online and I like had it strewn out all over my bed and then I like shoved everything back into a box and I think my vibrator was just on my bed and I think it like got wrapped up in it Oh, so you didn't buy the vibrator? No, no, I didn't buy the vibrator. They just received a random used vibrator. If you have it, please send it back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know where I don't know where it went is the thing. And it's not like it's small enough that it could have just like gotten lost in the shuffle. So I have been in the market for a new vibrator because I don't I mean, I feel right now um, just I'm a little fragile, Mm. like very shaken up. I don't. I have no energy to date people. So like I'm not on the apps. I'm not actively seeking anyone to like, you know, I have so much to piece together again in my own life. Like it was just a crazy timeline. Cause I, my ex and I had this big conversation of like, okay, we don't really see a future happening past this point. And then two days later I got laid off. Mm. So it was just like, okay, this is a lot of, it's, how it always, it's like everything at once. Yeah. It was a lot of foundational, like, pillars being ripped out Mm. and so yeah it was it was a pretty crazy time um so there's there's so many other things going on that it's like I my drive to want to fuck is very low (laughs) it's very low and um you know not dipping into the into the comedy pool of you know people to hook up with because it's always an option oh boy i don't need the best one yeah i don't need bits about what my o face looks like do you know what i mean like i would i would like to hook up with somebody normal right (laughs) um but i have been have been shopping for vibrators and bless my new roommate for helping me um you were telling me about that which i was recently looking for a new vibrator as well from Um, where just you know, you Google vibrators, you get it. You just Google vibrators. I think Adam and Eve okay, is yeah. one I did go on. You were mentioning that you've been on there I as did. well. I did purchase one from Adam and Eve, and I do think the package got stolen <laughs> out of you my mailbox. You have like a vibrator, vibrator like thief in your home. Just I like do. <laughs> the vibrator fairy yeah. is. She's like, no, no. Punishing me. No pleasure for you. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, it says I've gotten other packages delivered, but this vibrator i've gotten so many emails from adam and eve that they're like enjoy it and i'm like bitch it's not here yeah but i will say if i may yes um my friend and i were doing some research and we found these crazy reviews from on adamandeve.com and it's like the reviews are from like 2011 and people (laughs) just go and then like upvote the review if they found it helpful so and i just couldn't stop laughing at these um okay let's hear it okay so this one uh, this is insane. And like, th- please, uh, if you have the time, please go read some of these because they're just the most dissociative comment reviews ever. So this one is titled Extremely Happy Again. And the and the person's username is unbelievable. <laughs> okay. It says, this is from 2017, so pretty recent. My husband is impotent because of cancer drugs, but he has satisfied me with his fingers, thumb, and tongue for the last nine and a half years. After purchasing the perk, my orgasms have reached a new high. What? Like, f- like, 
My husband is impotent because of cancer drugs. <laughs> a, that's insane, and I'm very sorry. But B, yeah, I was like, sad. Yeah, but has satisfied me with his fingers, thumb, and tongue for the last nine and a half years. It doesn't sound like you have a problem yeah. then. Sure. And then after purchasing Perk, my orgasms have reached a new high. So then, are you incorporating this? His fingers, his hard work, and and Perk. Yeah. I guess that just feels I like just a feel lot like the, happening. The cancer mention was unnecessary. The, what isn't <laughs> unnecessary? That she does, she separates out his fingers, thumb, and tongue. Like <laughs> I would, I mean, I Your would just say, yeah, but I would just say hands. But she had to be like, no, 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 the thumb, his index <laughs> finger, yeah, his middle finger, <laughs> his ring finger, this little piggy. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> wild. So okay, another favorite one that we found. This one's for like a suction cup, I guess, and it just like draws the blood forward in your vagina. Oh my and God. this says this is from a, a very happy husband. It says, "Love to lick my wife's big fat kitty with this pump." Okay, <laughs> my parents <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom and dad. And my entire <laughs> company listens to this. Okay. Oh, should we have not done this? No, I love it. Okay, my bad. I mean, this is what you signed up for. Some <laughs> real talk. So, and it's not. I'm it not saying this, and neither one of us have purchased these products. I'm just saying, if you go read the reviews of AdamandEve.com, they are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Big fat kitty. That's the only thing that I need to repeat from that one. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I am a respectable woman <laughs> when I'm not buying a vibrator, I guess. But like, uh, what? It's so wild. I feel like people are just going on there as a joke almost. And just, it's one of those things. Some of them feel strung together like a bot, you know, like had like an aggregated like bucket of words that they could use. Yeah. And then left reviews. I mean, some people are freaky. I, <laughs> I mean, clearly. And like that's those honestly are the more modest ones. So which one did you end up getting? Because I need to get one. I'd have to look it up. I don't remember, honestly. But. <laughs> I'll tell you I off mic. <laughs> I would ask how it is, but you seem to have lost it. Somebody right. else has it. Another ASOS. Yeah. <laughs> God. Somebody else in Thai Town is really having a good time. Well, good. Good. Yeah. yeah you did some good work. Sharing, yeah. Sharing joy. Well, I mean, that's it's part of the self care, right? Yeah. On your giving back. Giving back. It's like that's part of AA is alcoholics helping alcoholics. So mm. same here. You're helping broken hearted <laughs> helping broken hearted. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Well, in some way, we're trying. <sighs> yeah. Great. Um, one other thing I want to share real quick before we get into some mental health talk is, okay, I posted on my Instagram about a few weeks ago that I was at Whole Foods and I saw some cauliflower pretzels, this, and I uh, got a lot of questions about how they were. At the time, I did not purchase them because I felt like it had already ruined like rice and <laughs> pizza crust for me. <laughs> Didn't want to lose pretzels, so I decided not to. But because so many people have asked, I went back and bought them. And so, uh, Rachel, would you like to try them with me? Absolutely. Okay, Are you me, kidding? Let me open them. Here. Up. Okay. Good. Yeah. Smell, smell them. I mean, they smell smells, funny. Yeah, it smells like cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> it, smells, it smells like stale vegetables. Yeah. Okay. So Bar smell uh, not great. Okay, they're originals, so they're just salted. They they look like a pretzel. They sure do. Feels like dry crust. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. It's it, weird. It tastes like salted cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> I think the smell is what's throwing me off. Yeah. Could be mistaken for a dog treat. Truman might like them. I don't want to, like, chew right in the microphone. Um, I got a lot of salt on that bite. I don't know how to feel about <laughs> these. It's just a, it's, it's a hard okay. I think if I dunked it in ranch. Mm. Yeah, it tastes too much like the vegetable. Like, just the vegetable if it was really hard. With some salt on it. <laughs> with a lot of salt on it. The salt is incredibly overpowering. Yeah. Maybe if I dipped it in something. Like right? hummus. Yeah. Hummus. Ranch. Mm, I don't know. I'm Are tempted to go back for another one. Here, go for it. But I think it's because they're so weird. But you know what? The thing is, the calories and the nutrition information is pretty much the same as pretzels. So why would I put myself through this with no benefit? I don't know. Yeah. 
Mm. I'm I'm on the fence about it. I would never buy these. <laughs> <laughs> I would never buy these, but if they were out at a party, I'd be like, I guess I have to eat them. <laughs> yeah. <at a> party. <laughs> All right. Well, I would say a maybe on these. Yeah. I'd if say it, let someone else get like them. If, if they were like did. 10 calories, then I would put myself through it. But they're 110. No. Like, no. All right. Sorry. They're never going to sponsor me from the ground up cauliflower pretzels but that's okay now we know now you guys know don't waste your money don't waste your money not that great yeah i'm glad i could do it for you (laughs) um all right so so i i would like to hear your story we don't talk about me today sure but (laughs) what what uh you talked a little about your breakup but maybe we could start a little like further back sure what wherever you want to start i mean who knows i definitely feel that where um especially lately like um with like going through the breakup and like I said, my my therapist said that change is traumatic. It just kind of reminds me of like a former time in my life where I was dealing with um, talking about some sexual abuse that happened in my childhood and like wow. how much I needed like support then mm-hmm. and just how like it shakes your whole world, you know, and you really like you feel very alone and you feel like who cares or like my friends say they're here, but do they actually want to listen to me talk about the same thing? Uh, not obsessively, but just like it's the only thing that occupies your mind, mm-hmm. do you know? And I'm yeah. sure you feel that way with like you're like, I'm depressed, I'm sad or whatever it is. Like, you know, me going through my breakup right now, like the only thing I wake up and think is like, oh, yeah, uh, my uh, my boyfriend and my best friend deceived me. Mm-hmm. And like you just wake up and you have all these thoughts and you're like, who wants to listen to this? Who uh, like how many of my friends want to hear me talk about the same thing day after day? And it you well I'll say for me like I feel like I cut myself off a lot of the times from other people because I'm like I'm burdening them yeah it sounds like you don't want to inconvenience them but it's like these people also they love you and they want to be there for you you have to remember that yeah and I actually have started I made a list in my phone of people who have said like if you need someone to talk to please let me know because I try to remind myself that People are happy to help other people. Like when they, when someone offers help, they mean it because mm-hmm. helping people makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And like, especially if they've been through that themselves. Right. They yeah. Can, it like hits close to home for them. Yeah. And so I've been trying to like hit up those people who have said like, Hey, I've been through this or like I've been through something similar just to kind of hear somebody else's story. Cause it makes you feel, makes me feel like less alone. And just that like there are people to commiserate with who've been through this, who know what it's like, to wake up every day and be like, oh, yeah, this terrible thing happened mm-hmm. to me and now I'm left to, like, deal with it. Yeah. And it does feel like I'm left to, like, pick up these pieces of, I don't know, their mistakes, you know, and, like, they get to go off together, together. and be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that they probably both feel really shitty about what they did, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel that way. It feels like I'm the one who has to, like, clean up and, like, do all the work. Right. Again, you know, which is, and I mean, again, as in, like, when I was dealing with, like, my former traumas, I was like, I'm the one who has to do all the work because no one else took responsibility for, like, what happened or just, like, kind of accepting that these things are happening to you and being like, okay, well, with this acceptance comes these next steps of healing and, like, mending and, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's, um, I was actually, the episode prior to this, I talked about um, developing like a relationship with yourself and kind of almost like healing from mm-hmm. things, uh, protecting yourself when needed, you know, because I didn't have a relationship with myself for a really long time. And now I am, um, I really care about myself. And yeah. so it's like, you do sometimes feel alone. It's nice to have that support of friends and family and AA, but in the end, it's like, you got to show up for yourself. Right. And, and be okay on your own. Um, but that is really really difficult i'm so sorry that these shitty people (laughs) did this to you me too it is uh it's it's really unfortunate and that is like that's such a good point about having a relationship with yourself because that's also something that i didn't understand for a really long time and it wasn't until i was 23 and i remember my therapist then was talking about like listening to your body and i was like what is that like what does that mean and it's taken me a long time to understand that and to know that I can listen to my body and that I can make my own decisions and like stick to them and 
you know, I can say no and mean it mm-hmm. or like I can say no period, you yeah. know, is, is really huge. Um, and it's like such a feat too. Yeah. You were saying, um, that you, you don't have a problem with like alcohol and drugs necessarily, but you like to stay super busy yeah. so that you don't have that time to pause and see how you're feeling. Oh yeah. Cause I know it, it can be overwhelming if you're not dealing with stuff, uh, to get quiet with yourself. Cause then it's like, Oh, this is awful. I don't want to think about these things. So totally just stay busy. Totally. And um, it just, it feels like sometimes it feels like you're like, well, I'm just spiraling out of control when I sit and, you know, sit with my feelings or whatever it is, even though I know it's very important, but man, I mean, in college, especially talk about like running from your problems, you know, where it's like, yeah, I didn't have problems with drugs and alcohol, which I don't know how, honestly, just like given, you know, the like statistics of people who have endured sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm ripe for that. But like, instead, I just I would have my days time down to like 15 minute increments when I was in college of like, I have a class here, I have 15 minutes to walk to my next class, I'm going to the library afterward, I was involved in a sorority. So I'm like, you know, doing things with my sorority or whatever it was, but just totally filling my days so that I wouldn't have time to sit and think Mm -hmm. about anything. There was like a month in college where I remember I got high every day (laughs) for like a month. And I was like, I'm worried for myself now. (laughs) Killing the brain cells. Killing the brain cells. Well, I would just sit and think about every decision I had ever made. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, you have some shit that you need to like sort out. And then I'd be like, nope. I don't want to think about that. It's so interesting how everyone has such different reactions to smoking. Because for, for me, I just, like, don't want to do anything. I just want to, like, slick sleep or sit on the couch and watch TV. Like, I definitely don't think about life. And I've heard some people, like, that they have to, like, smoke before they clean. And I was mm. like, what? what? That's so crazy to me. So I think it's just yeah. something that affects everyone differently. But um, you're mentioning, like, you're kind of, like, the recipe for an alcoholic because of your past and it's I've heard it's been coming up a lot in like meetings that I've been to mm-hmm. like um people that are like yeah uh my mom was an alcoholic my you know I, I was sexually abused um I had alcohol around me my whole life and like everyone was a heavy drinker which sounds like a recipe for alcoholism uh, but they still uh, they turned out to be an alcoholic but they still they don't blame it on their situation they recognize that it, it's just like the way that they were born mm-hmm. you know some people it's just drinking is like an obsession and some people it's not and right it doesn't necessarily have to be you know where you came from or your past it could, you know i because my i don't have any alcoholism in my family right um my parents never drink in front of me my whole life i mean so maybe part of that could have been being too restricted and then once you get that freedom you go a little crazy sure i mean I yeah could, i saw a little bit of that in myself but um i mean yeah basically anyone can Right. And I guess, and just to clarify what I mean too, is just that like the numbing aspect of it, right? Right. Where it's like, okay, maybe I don't, not that like I'm primed to have this problem. No, I get what you're saying. But just, yeah, the, the numbing aspect of all of it. So like keeping busy was my numbing or like definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or in college, just like, like abusing sex, you know, or just like fucking people where it was like, sorry, having sex with people. Sorry, mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) They know. We've talked about some (laughs) stuff in other episodes. They know that your, their daughter has sex at 30. Hopefully they know. (laughs) Uh, Definitely like having sex with people where it's like, I don't want to do this, but I don't know how to get out of this situation. Do you know what I mean? Right. Things like that. So like just recognizing uh, the ways in which I was numbing, you know, numbing the feelings by like putting myself in these situations and then being like, Oh, still don't know how to handle it. You know, still don't know how to get out or like, why did I get myself here or how to stop? You know, like Mm -hmm. no idea. And so it all kind of culminated in this really big, uh, mental breakdown. (laughs) And when did that happen? mm, 2014, I think 2013, 2014. I just remember I couldn't stop crying. Mm. I would cry all the time. My family was like, what is wrong with you? Because I was a very, like, all things considered, quite, like, apt, you know, person. I socialized well. Like, you know, I don't feel like there were any big tells or anything. But I just couldn't stop crying. And it all just finally, like, came up. And my therapist at the time was telling me like it's good to get it out now because if you don't like it will manifest in other ways like in sickness or mm-hmm. you know like parts of your body will just shut down or whatever like physically so take a toll yeah on your body. totally yeah um which is why i think therapy is so important so is that 
when you started going? I started, so I started therapy. My mom put me into therapy when I was in fourth grade. Because of what had happened to you? No, because I was just obsessed with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I like wouldn't leave my mom's side. And she was like, I like wouldn't go to sleepovers. I would like, I would go to a sleepover and then around midnight I would cry and be like, take me home. I'm done Mm -hmm. here. So it was just stuff like, just like attachment issues, I guess. Okay. So, yeah, it was just, like, young child things. Um, But I never said anything about the abuse until I was 23. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it really got stifled. Like, even to your therapist? No, yeah, no. I didn't. So so that's why I think it came up in such, like, a very physical way where I was like, I need to get this out because it is bottled up inside of me and... So that's when that kind of mental breakdown that mm-hmm. you mentioned happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Finally, like, couldn't hold it in anymore. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, I mean, I'm very grateful that I lived at home still and could lay in bed for the next three months and just be, like, very depressed, despondent. Like, I, like I was saying earlier, like, I would talk about the same things every day to, like, my cousin, especially, um, because I was just like, I. I was accepting all of these things that had happened and acknowledging them because for the longest time it's like, I was I was in denial mm. and just being like this isn't it isn't real and so it feels like if there's like two levels of you growing like one stopped and the other just kept going you yeah. know what I mean like I was in college and making friends and you know having these experiences but then like emotional me was so stifled mm-hmm. you uh, couldn't. yeah yeah so, so it, the past like you know since 23 has been catching up you know where like this Rachel is like the other Rachel has to kind of like catch up there gotcha. emotionally yeah so it's it's been a lot of like learning about how to set boundaries and Mm -hmm. like I said, listening to your body. I remember when my therapist said that I was like, I have no idea what that means because when you're sexually abused, you are taught that like, even if you say no, it's not respected. And so it's just like all these things that are backwards that it's like, you're taught like, no, this is how it should happen. And you're like, but the action that happened is the inverse of what you're telling me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you found that like therapy has been a huge help and your support group. I mean, therapy has been like such a huge help. Yeah. So I started in therapy when I was very young and I went to therapy until maybe like eighth grade and then kind of went again when my parents got divorced in eighth grade, freshman year. And then I didn't go again until I was in my twenties to talk about the sexual abuse. But now I'm, I'm still in therapy. I love therapy. It's so incredibly helpful to have a third party kind of make sense of what's going on and like kind of connect the dots for me and help me see like, you know, behavioral patterns or like how to break them or why I feel towards certain things the way I do. Um, But yeah, therapy has been immensely helpful. And like I said, I keep a list of people who are like, if you need me, call me or whatever. And I have my, you know, you have your like, tier one group of friends who are like fielding the text messages of like anger or sadness or you know whatever it is um yeah and that's all it's all been very helpful but I'm I'm glad that like I feel like I've already been through the most difficult part of my life like that's what that was Mm -hmm. and so dealing with this breakup I'm like it should have been a walk in the park. Like, yeah, you can handle anything. Yeah, exactly. Which is not true. It turns out, turns out Mm -hmm. it's still very hard. You're still human and it's still human. My God, you you love this person. You trusted them and they, you know, let you down immensely. So I don't, I don't blame you, you know? Yeah. Um, as someone that likes to stay busy to distract themselves, I'm guessing that you probably don't meditate. No, <laughs> oh my like God. that's like the opposite of... <sighs> Meditation is something that is often recommended to me by my therapist and bless her for it. And I did try to go to... There's a meditation center over by me um, and they do like a half hour morning meditation. And I went with a friend once and I was like, this will be so good and my therapist will be really proud of me. And I went and like 15 minutes in, I couldn't stop like moving or like itching or I was just like so anxious to get out of there mm-hmm. because sitting with my thoughts is my least favorite activity. 30 minutes is a, a long time to just start off with meditation as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean. Like I, say, I recommend like five minutes to begin. Ooh, I would <laughs> love a little five minute starter. But I know that you do meditation yeah, often. Well, I'm just curious, where was this place that you went? And it's a Buddhist temple. Okay. over in uh, Los Feliz. Was it just like sit here in silence? It was, there was chanting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually um, something that I like to do to like 
kind of fall into my meditation because it's hard to like just close your eyes and drop into that place where you're like, okay, I'm connected. Do it, you do it at home? Do you go somewhere? I do. Yeah. Um, I both, I, I go to a, a yoga studio that's like more focused on like the spiritual aspect of yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a lot of Kundalini, which my brother thought that was a pasta. Um, it's a type of yoga meditation. It's not so much, there's a physical aspect to it, but it's not so much as like a workout. Uh, as m- it's more of a like spiritual practice. And um, I really, it can be kind of weird if, for if like if you're new to it because you're doing a lot of like repetitive like movements or repetitive mantras or repetitive breathing, like incorporating these at the same time. So you can feel kind of funny, like with your arms like straight out, um, you know, like breathing really like like <laughs> for like oh, 15 that's minutes. That one. That's like the breath of fire, which is yeah. It actually like restarts or like restarts your nervous system. So like it's mm. proven to like physically change your your body and relax you. And but it can be it's exhausting to do something like that, which seems so simple. But when you do it for like 10 minutes, you're like, Oh my God, my arm is going to like fall off. But yeah, it burns. Yeah. (laughs) But something about it, like just, I don't know, you get a switch goes off and, but for me, I really enjoy the mantras and I, that's what I do at home is like, I will, um, I have a couple of different mantras that I've learned about because they all have different meanings. Some are like to help bring you clarity. Some are for like healing. And so, um, I will like set up on the couch. I put my dog in my room mm-hmm. and light a candle, get in my like, my space, and then um, I'll turn on a mantra that's usually like ten minutes. And on like YouTube, do you have an app? Even on Spotify. Like, oh, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Um, and I will listen to that. Sometimes chant along. Sometimes just listen. But that helps me initially drop into that space, and then. Um, then I can like totally just sit there in silence and meditate and just feel like that peace. And um, one Kundalini chant that I really love, it was uh, taught to me in my, in my treatment and my, when I went to, mm-hmm. I don't know, I went to treatment when I got sober and uh, it was a very like spiritual holistic place where they were all about Kundalini yoga. We did it like once a week and wow. we would meditate every day. Um, but they taught us this like healing chant because obviously that's something that we really needed at the time um, and it's just kind of stuck with me. I like, even at the beginning when I didn't really know what any of it meant that I was saying, I could still feel uh, a difference. I could feel like the healing power. Maybe it was just in my head, but you know what? It helped me. And so that's um, great. Yeah. So I just, I wrote it down really quick. It's called, if you want to look it up, it's called, it's Ra Ma Dasa Sa So Sa Se So Hung. And they each like mean something and it's kind of calling out to d- the different energies of the universe, like the sun, the moon, the earth, um, your personal embodiment, um, just all sorts of things that come together. And I think it's pretty powerful and it's worked for me. And if anything, it helps me at least drop into that, like I said, meditative space to, you know, so I That's give it a so shot. Nice. It's 10 minutes. That sounds way more doable. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you're not just sitting there in silence, like thinking about the things you need to do. You're, you know, you're thinking of your like say the chant along. It's super simple. Mm -hmm. And that will help you stay focused on it as opposed to just sitting there in silence. But that's great. I mean, even in my in therapy, we'll take like two minutes to just sit silently. And my therapist will do this thing where she's like, as the thoughts come up, think of them as a balloon and just like cut them off and let them fly Mm -hmm. away. And I'm like. I'm cutting off a lot of balloons over <laughs> here. There's so I, much helium <laughs> in this room. Yeah, truly. It, it is so hard for me to just like n- think about nothing mm-hmm. as insane. Yeah. But it, I know that it's something I need to practice more just to help quiet everything down. Because I will let myself get really ramped up yeah. about in anger mostly. Yeah. And, and the whole thing is you're letting these feelings kind of come over you, come through you, pass by you like you were saying. And it, a lot of stuff does come up like what is hurting what yeah. you need to be doing. So, I mean, it essentially it is helping you heal and move forward. It's mm-hmm. just, you gotta, it's not super enjoyable at first, but oh, it's it terrible. Be- it, gets better. At first. it gets easier. Once you, start, once you start dealing with this shit, it gets easier. <sighs> I know. I have so many friends who are like, I cannot wait for you for the day that you wake up and you don't think about them or mm-hmm. like, you don't think about this situation. I'm like me too. Yeah. I'm so ready for it. And I think something that's very 
the hardest part about all of it is just knowing that it takes time. Yeah. Um, and time is very long. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think you're doing great. It's just the breakup happened a f- when? Like a few months so ago. So the breakup happened in December and then in the like cheating reveal happened in January. So it's like it's a couple months ago. Like, oh my God, I was hung up on my ex for like two years. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. And like, who knows how long it will yeah. end up being. You know what I mean? Because like healing isn't linear right so like people are like well you seem okay or like you seem like you're doing better and it's like yeah I'm doing better today but like or right now but like this you know there are mornings I'll leave the gym and just have a quick cry in my car on the way home and I'm like okay now for the rest of my day like it it is just weird how these how it like crops up Mm -hmm. when you don't expect it but it sounds like you are like dealing with it you know you are having a cry when you need to you're talking about it with friends and therapists like I the reason my breakup stung for so long and hurt was because I was just drinking. I, mm. you know, I wouldn't sit with it at all yeah. to, to process it and let it kind of like just go through me. I would just drink every single day until I was blackout drunk. And so yeah. it took like triple the amount of time that it should have for me. He's meanwhile, like married with <laughs> kids and I'm just like, Oh, I'm so heartbroken. So yeah. It's like crazy. Well, you know? it makes sense because it's that stunting thing that we talked about yeah. where it's like, you're not letting yourself get past day three of the breakup or you know whenever because it's like i'm gonna numb now yeah (laughs) yeah so and i don't know i mean i don't know if you've talked about this already before but now that you're sober are things coming up where you're like i'm remembering this now oh yeah yeah um i've been most open about my anxiety and depression but um other things like family issues Mm -hmm. uh things from my childhood like that I'm starting to remember and that I'm really realizing make me made me a very fearful person Mm -hmm. and just overcoming healing from that. Um, Just, I think my realizing I didn't have a relationship with myself, like Mm -hmm. that's just, you know, and now I have a great one and it's just like so shocking to me that I spent a decade of my life, not, you know, checking in on how I was feeling. Oh Um, yeah. So that's just, you know, every, all feeling all like, so many feelings, just daily feelings like, oh, the way that dairy affects me or mm-hmm. like I took a nap. I've never I haven't done that in 10 years. Like, that's so weird. That's like, wild. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, and I remember um, at first when I would like drive myself at night, I was like, this is so weird because every time I go out at night, I'm in the back of an Uber or Lyft sure. because I'm blackout drunk. And I was God. like, this is so weird. But I mean, so just little tiny things like that have come up and I'm just. I'm learning so much. Yeah. (laughs) All of those memories to me are, uh, they're just so interesting to like have them crop up and you're like, who are you? Yeah. What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. What's this? And like dealing with all of those are, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really wild how, how much you really do keep locked and loaded in the old noggin. Yeah. And one, like I've always been, um, like struggled with insecurities about like my weight and my body because I'm just like super tall and mm-hmm. I don't know I've just never been really skinny and it's like been so nice because I like the weight has just kind of like fallen off of me mm-hmm. because I'm not drinking and I just like and obviously that builds more confidence for me and I'm like I'm like healing from that so that's been like another thing like that I feel that a, a positive thing about being sober yeah so. no I I finally last year I think last September and I don't know what happened but I remember looking in the mirror and being like I like myself like I'm pretty happy Mm -hmm. with myself right now and I don't like I was it's not something I was really working on specifically in therapy of being like learn to love yourself and like what am I doing to love myself but it just I was like you know what we're not doing too bad right now like you know it's it's fine it's a great feeling it is yeah and it's totally it's been a game changer and I wish I had something to say that was like I did this thing and it really helped me like whether it was like exercise or meditation or I mean, I guess I can just say therapy, you yeah. know, overall, but you, d- you dealt with your shit. It, that's what it is, yeah. is dealing with the shit because yeah, it's been such a long time not dealing with the shit. And now that it has been and is being dealt with, it is such a game changer. Yeah. Cause you are able to say like, I know this about myself or I know I need these things uh, like knowing what you need and being able to ask for what you need is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been uh, I mean, I'm still learning, but it has been so helpful. Like only recently this past year, did I realize that I actually like having downtime in between my plans? Like <laughs> I need a moment to recharge, even though I am that kind of person who like I get my energy from being with other people. Um, 
it's nice to to take a moment to have a breath. That's awesome. And yeah. Because you were saying that you constantly want to be going and moving. Yes. And so to actually enjoy that quiet is huge. Yeah. I mean, my friends will say I don't do it enough and bless <laughs> them. I do not. But it's like that's my next kind of like. You got jokes to tell. You got people to, oh, listen. to see. The riffs are hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, that was something that's that's been a new thing that I've really been enjoying is being like, no, I'm making time for me to do nothing to just like lay around and have a moment watch 90 day fiance oh, hell yeah yeah <laughs> um, so what is like your plan moving forward with this this breakup like to heal are you gonna continue going to therapy or oh lord am i gonna continue going to therapy how often do you go i go i mean i'm unemployed so i go maybe once a month right now because oh. it's just what i can afford right. but i'm actually starting this new therapy, um, which is called prolonged exposure therapy. So this isn't mostly, this is mostly for like the sexual abuse and not so much the breakup, but it's going to be this really intense 15 week therapy program. Um, that's being offered to me because someone needs hours <laughs> like with a client. So that's, that's kind of the next thing. So they're like starting off and they, they're, they're already licensed, but they're trying to get their, like, certificate in this type of trauma therapy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was so funny because I just met with her yesterday and I was like, do you think I'm a good candidate for this? Like, I did a questionnaire and, like, we talked through a couple things and she was... It's so funny to watch <laughs> a therapist be like, yes, I think you're a good candidate with PTSD <laughs> for this program. And I'm just like, okay, bye, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but because uh, you have, you you know, you, you have to, like, meet a certain requirement of to like be qualified right, to receive right. Basically, this treatment. Basically, it's like, am I fucked up enough? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, do you think I'm a good candidate? And to watch her be like, yes, you have enough PTSD like for this. Like you just got accepted into college Yeah, or exactly. Something. Like she's smiling and I'm like, this feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be happy about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, but it's called prolonged exposure therapy. I haven't really done much Googling myself, but I worked with that therapist before and so... I'm going to go back to her and it sounds like it's a lot of like talk therapy um, around your trauma and kind of detailing the trauma. So I think it will be pretty intense. Um, and I think that because the breakup has kind of brought up some of my past traumas just with like feeling very deceived and like lied to and these people who are supposed to love you and protect you are not doing those things. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they're kind of like conflating in an interesting way. So I think maybe addressing the older stuff will help the newer stuff heal as well. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, I don't really know, you know, like I said, like time, I guess, is really the only. And you have um, a friend living with you now, oh, right? My best friend's living with That's me. That's amazing. That's like, it yeah. that makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Because I was like alone and that, that made it 10 times worse. So to have your best friend living with you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh. No, it's it's Amazing. such a delight. It's such a delight. And I do like I have the the one nice thing, like I said, is that like because I've been through the really heavy stuff, I feel like I know what I need to have in place to kind of help me get through this next patch, which is like good friends, uh, you know, stand up comedy is always great therapy. I've been going to the gym, which has felt really good. Nice. Yeah. And, and it's nice to go to the gym in a way which is like I like doing this because I like the way it makes my body feel and not like. I need a six pack tomorrow, yeah. you know, or, or the thing, the ways in which we normally go to the gym, right. normally go to the to gym. Get, like, yeah. Hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just get happy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Be, be healthy or whatever it is. Um, I, I do enjoy your Instagram gym pictures. Oh, you, do you? Your arms. You're I like mean, ripped. Listen, what do you do? Give me your I have, workout it's a whole. So like bless my ex for this because he put me on this program and like he did all the research for it. But it's this like bodybuilders workout and I've just been crushing it. It's it, it, yeah. It, it feels so good. To Do you cardio or just mostly weight? Training? Yeah. It's weight training. It's honestly like an hour of weight training and then 15 minutes of cardio, oh. but it's like intense cardio. That's like more fun to me. Like yeah. weight training than just running on a treadmill. It's my for first time doing any sort of weight training. Cause before I would do like a pop physique, like a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a the ballet bar class. Fun, yeah, which yeah. I like yeah. those. I think they're fine. But this is so cool because I'm watching my body transform, mm -hmm. which is 
pretty tight. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You're and I, tight. I feel like such a bro, <laughs> honestly. So I'm happy. So many people are like, I love your gym photos. And I'm like, yeah. thank you so much because I feel like a douchebag. No, it's like motivation. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. These guns just kind of came popped up out of nowhere. And no one will fuck with you because they, what if you can punch them in the face, they, knock them out? They better not. I have been so, um, very like tense when I'm out on the streets, just like walking around. I mean, like, you know, I feel like most women at night are normally on edge, but I've been very jumpy. I don't know if it's like because of the breakup or like because of like everything that's been coming up, but like mm-hmm. someone asked me for the time the other night and I was like, get away from me. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> you just like roundhouse kick <laughs> yeah. your head off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should be practicing my roundhouse <laughs> kicks for sure. Uh, but it's, yeah, that's been interesting too, is just to notice how like on edge I am right now. Which is why it's like, I can't, I'm not out here trying to date because I will roundhouse kick someone. (laughs) I don't blame you. I mean, a few months is still early in the breakup, so you got to, got to heal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're not missing out much on much on dating apps. I'm on like that's what I hear. One, I'm on Hinge and I like barely go on it. Like, this is such a waste of my time. Yeah, it just seems. I mean, I met my ex on Tinder, so I'm also. I feel like my my view of apps is just so fucked. Like. I, you know, These it's are like the kind of people that I meet on there. Yeah. Like, do I go back to that? Mm. I don't know. So, and as much as I would love to be like, I'm only going to date people I meet in the real world. It's like, well, who are you meeting in the real world? That's yeah, such a gem. Or I, f- I feel like we're transitioning out of dating apps because everyone I talk to is like, I've just had horrible Everyone's over, it. over yeah. it. So it's like, who's going to come up with the next thing? Are we going to go back to speed dating? Ooh. I kind of like that because I'm like, I don't have time. Like, let's just get this over with. It would be nice. It would be very nice because I was thinking back on first dates and it's like, you do know within a certain amount of time whether or not you're interested yeah. or if you're going to have a good conversation. I mean, you know, like within that first, yeah, five minutes. Yeah. Of or so. their energy and their vibe. And right. Whether, you know, they actually look like their photo. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, no. There's so many things that I remember from dating where I'm like. I guess we're going back into this. Mm-hmm. I remember I met a 27-year-old virgin. <sighs> so bad. I remember being was on... Colton from The <laughs> <laughs> I wish. He was not hot uh, at all. I, I remember being on a date with him at a bar, and I saw some comic friends, and I started talking to the comic friends instead of him because I was like... And that's one of those things where I was like, I didn't know how to be like, hey, I don't want to be on this date anymore. Like, thanks for meeting up for a drink, but I think we're done here. Yeah. So instead, I just completely ignored him and talked to my friends at the bar and st- like literally back turned to him. Just like, wow. Wow. So you just like physically told him that you're not interested in yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We need like a some kind of, I don't know, code word. Just true. I mean, and then he called me bipolar for not wanting to date him. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's always our fault. Well, and women have to be crazy. Yeah. It's like, no, not a surprise that you're a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) If you just call people bipolar when they don't want to date you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, ready to get back out there is what Um, I'm Let's go to speed dating. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's let's get it cool again. I'd be down. It was was like big in the 90s. Yeah. It'd be fun to get it together. Should we organize it or should we just go to one? Ooh, we can organize it. We should organize it because who knows what the age range is on the current speed dating. Do we have to incorporate comedy in it? Or no, just no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we prefer not to. Right, if you're a comic, please don't come. Don't come. They'll be busy at open mics <laughs> or whatever shows. No, w- but we should do it before. We'll do it at Latitude after the open mic. Yes. Oh, we'll get we'll get so many older gentlemen who are very ready to make us their wives. All right, <laughs> I'm cool with it. Nice. Um, and I know that you. Uh, are a fan of Vanderpump Rules. You're oh actually my god. There is a Facebook group. What mm-hmm. is it called? Sex Sexy unique people. People. <laughs> because if you're not familiar with Vanderpump Rules, the restaurant is called Sexy Unique Restaurant. So there's a there's a podcast called Sexy Unique Podcast, a Facebook group, Sexy Unique People. Mm-hmm. And we just discuss all that is Vanderpump Rules. All that is Vanderpump Rules. It's but amazing. That Facebook group is hilarious to me. Like the th- it's just people that spent so much time creating memes or so, ma- uh, so i have a friend in that group you added me to the group oh yeah and thank you for that of course <laughs> i have that's a friend why I'm in here that's <laughs> my that's my gift to the to the earth no it's spreading. i've added many more people to it nice. it's great i have a friend in that group and she's a graphic designer and i was like oh it's so funny that she's in this group she's one of the most active members in that group like she makes memes <laughs> and then i'm like of course you like the person who's 
a trained professional would be making yeah, these she, beautiful memes. She's got like the programs and the, the assets the to do it. Yes, it's insane. I'm that group pops off. It gives me so much life. It's just like looking they did like dissect everyone's like outfits and like makeup and things that they expressions on their face oh it's yeah like we go into the tiniest details on there i've double dipped and i'm also on reddit in the in the vanderpump rules subreddit oh, and nice. so i get double dose of like just people screenshotting instagram stories of the cast or Amazing. whatever it is it's it's pretty wild are you watching the season oh yeah yeah what are you what are your feelings on it um my feeling is that I love Stassi. She is a queen. I'm so happy that she's coming through. I feel like Stassi's really coming through in this big way where it's like you can tell she's in therapy or talking to someone. Like she's doing a lot of work because I feel like she's shown up and been a really good friend to like Lala or Kristen or yeah. she's kind of shining right now. As and she's like in this seems like a somewhat healthy relationship. Yeah. It does seem I follow them on Instagram and it does seem like all they do together is drink. Well, that's all any of them do is drink, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, I've been in relationships like that and they're always kind of superficial because that's your common ground is drinking. So right. I'm like, she seems like she's happy in this relationship and they, but it's like, I'm, I mean, we don't see their behind the scenes, personal bedroom moments. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all of them, I mean, and like uh, granted for the show, when they show up, it's like, I just made you a cocktail. Like, thanks right. for coming over at noon, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's always, I don't know, but yeah, she seems like she's in a good relationship. Lala. I, here's the thing is that with this most recent episode where Lala's like, I'll suck anyone's dick to get on a PJ. Yeah. It's like, we know that you're engaged in the real world. Right. So like, we know that this doesn't last or like break or whatever. It, that's kind of the spoilers that we can see on their Instagram yeah. story, their relationship status or their drinking status right. or whatever. It's and like that's my big beef with 90 Day Fiance as well, mm. is that we can see all the cast after, like we know how it ends yeah. before the show ends it's the bachelor is a good job of hiding that until the end yeah thank god but i went to school with someone who was on the bachelor who sarah vendel was she on this season no she was on like maybe two seasons ago oh. but it was so crazy because it's like i know her we were both in sororities we like studied abroad together and then it was so crazy to watch her announce that she was on the bachelor and then watch her instagram followers grow to like the hundred thousand. Like now she's probably like having promo deals with every. Oh yeah, so many promo like deals. Fab Fit Fun. Oh my god, all of them. It was just like, what is your life right it's now? It's so crazy that it, as soon as you sign up for the show, you're basically signing up to be a celebrity and yeah. like be a social media influencer. I feel like that's why ninety nine percent of the people do it. No, like no one's on there to actually find love. They're just trying to get a. A deal with Fab Fit Fun. Sure. <laughs> we all want deals <laughs> with Fab Fit Fun. We all want to be. By the way. I'm going to put sponsors <laughs> for Fat Fit Fun. She'd be a great one. Um, are you watching Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club? Hell yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, my friend Gabby and I have been watching it together. She's been on the pod, and we've been t talking about it. But, yes, I am obsessed with Panos. Um, Lindsay makes no sense. Panos is a whole other level. <laughs> I like, uh, And, like, the two of them together as business partners makes no sense. Like, they have no... None of them went to business school. No. None of them have managed anyone in their lives. No. Like, they just like to say, we're running a business together. <laughs> and, like, that's the extent of the business that they're doing yeah. is saying that sentence to each other. Yeah. I didn't watch the most recent one yet. The last one I saw is when May got fired and then immediately oh rehired... God. And then they fired Jules. The, which is so weird. Like, I also don't understand why any of those brand ambassadors are there. Yeah. I don't understand their objective. Well, they're not even servers or bartenders. No. They strictly hang out and drink with the yeah. people. Like, that's not a job. And then they get <laughs> mad at them for hanging out and, and then, drinking with the yeah, people. And hooking up with each other. They're like, that's what you do when you drink at a which, bar. That relationship between Gabe and what was her name? Wait, which one's Gabe? Gabe is the one from Vegas. No, what's his name? Brent. Brent is been like sorry. He Brent. wears eyeliner yeah. when he's straight. Yeah, but this like there, that okay. whole relate that like whirlwind relationship that they had, where it's like I love you, and I was like, we saw none of this development yeah, of your you guys' guys have relationship known each other for two weeks. Yeah, and then they broke up, then got back together, all within like a three week period. And it, it like we didn't see any of it. We just saw like the okay, we're in love. Okay, we're broken up. Okay, we're back together. Well, that's my issue with Vanderpump Rules this season. Is I think now it's gotten so popular and the cast is like they're celebrities and yeah. I feel like they have more power 
in saying what they want to show and what they don't. Right. Like with Stassi's breakdown at her birthday party. Oh my God. I would have paid everything in my savings account <laughs> to see that. <laughs> it, like, why <laughs> would you not show that? I mean, that? it was pretty wild. That was very like se- season, any season before Stassi. That's how she was acting with the whole like. Yeah. And it was like, honey, he's just upstairs. <laughs> like, go walk back upstairs and go find your I mean, man. It, it, her, it sounds like her uh, freak out was so big that to the point where he cried and he like almost left her. Yeah, you know. It's so it's like there's obviously cameras that are rolling. Why are you guys not filming it? And same with like Kristen apparently had this breakdown in Solvang right. that we didn't see. No, it's like, I but ju- that reveal was crazy. That like Kristen's paying for Carter. Oh yeah, but she's she's paid for all of her boyfriends, James. And that's what everyone's been saying. But and th- that Kristen was like. Do I think he's hot? Yeah. I was like, Kristen, hey, no, like Carter is the, I'm sorry, Carter is a little troll. Yeah. And why would you pay for him? It's like, that's how she shows love. For sure. Which is, right, which is the bigger issue is like, that's what she. I'm going to start a GoFundMe for Kristen to get a therapist. Honestly, like of all of them, because she spends so much money on plastic surgery because I see there's. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're always. What does she get done? I think she's gotten her lips done. She just doesn't look any different to me. She had an she had an incident. She was on that show, The Doctors, which is like the talk <gasps> oh show, no. because she had an incident where she was drunk and she tripped and fell, and her <laughs> face slammed into a bumper, a car bumper, hey. and she was so disfigured she had to have plastic surgery, and she still didn't quit drinking. I'm oh like, damn girl, you are committed, dude. That she is a problem for sure. Yeah, and that none of them are like, hey, you have a problem. Yeah. Is insane. I mean, I would love to get on that show and <laughs> talk to them about their mental health. Yeah. God, they need it. They really, I, so I'm also in a group chat, no big deal, about <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Can and I be I, in it? Yeah, of course. They We get together and like watch the oh episodes. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so we, I say we, I've been once, but I was like, why is Kristen saying that Carter's hot as a reason to pay for him? And someone responded and was like, it's in her star chart. And they like gave me a whole breakdown of Kristen's like, like her zodiac sign? Yes. Oh. And they were like, because she's an Aries, like Aquarius uh, cusp. Or because her dad left her when she was three. <laughs> right. It's one or the other. I don't know which one. But, <laughs> but it was just so funny that I was like just throwing this into the group and someone was like, well, it's in the stars. <laughs> and like gave me this whole breakdown was amazing. It's in God's hands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, also, are we going to see more of Billy Lee this season? Because she's like supposed to be a key player. I mean, uh, she got a little feisty with some of the characters, and I, f- which I thought was like, "Go, Billy Lee, you're standing up for yourself." But then they kind of like slowly have been taking her off. But yeah, I want to know: Are we going to see her again? She was, spo- I mean, she's supposed to be a main character this season, and Kristen's supposed to be the one who's like demoted as a cast yeah, member. But, but I, I don't feel that. I mean, quite this yet. the past like two episodes have been about Kristen, right? So. We'll see. Something, something's going on. I feel like Lisa just uses Billy Lee at events to be like, look, I have a trans person that works for me. And she's oh like, yeah. Billy Lee, tell your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. Again? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much Lisa being like, and that's why we have her to tell her story. Yeah. And it's like, thank you for understanding that uh, people have their own stories to tell, yeah. Lisa, but you're really overdoing it right now. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Someone was telling me that this season on Real Housewives, uh, that Lisa Vanderpump is kind of falling apart. I heard that this is her last season. Mm. She's getting slowly. <sighs> it makes me so sad to watch a queen fall, you know? know? But thankfully we have Denise Richards now. Oh, that's what I my heard. N- my new queen. Oh I'm God. Like kind of into it. I, I can't get into the housewives. Really? It's just, it's the nice. one program that I'm not the one program. <laughs> it's a program that I just, I was very unemployed over summer and I tried to get into a lot of reality TV shows because they just take up so much time. Um, and Love Island was the only one that really stuck. So Love Island. Oh yeah, it's a British reality dating TV show. What? Please, you, you got to get on it. It's just hot people in a house that who have a, ha- accents. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, from all over Great Britain, and they get like paired up, and then by the end of the week, they have to like choose to stay in their couple or like recouple, and then either the viewers will vote to kick someone out. Or they have to vote to kick someone out. Wow. Yeah. And then they bring new people in until everybody's coupled up. And then viewers just vote on their favorite couple. What if you're there just for like 10 years? You just can't find <laughs> a couple. 
I'm going to die here the Love goal. Island. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's so insane. It's just hot people trying to find love for once mm-hmm. in their life. Because it's so hard for them. <laughs> it's very hard for them. But it is so, it's that thing like we were just talking about where it's like, you know, they're on Love Island and then they leave and then they're like, I'm a brand ambassador for oh. Boohoo <laughs> clothing or whatever it's called. Like they're all brand ambassadors for the same clothing, clothing lines. And mm. then uh, they make their own sweatshirt lines. Mm. They, you know, start to do promo for watches and skincare line. Yeah, exactly. Extension line, hair extension line. Oh, so many things. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe we should um, nominate each other to be on. Would you ever be on The Bachelor or should we do Love Island? Love Island, please. Yeah, because then you're like actually on an island all the time. Yeah. And I, I mean, <coughs> I would need a six pack for that. Like I'd have to go to the gym for vanity purposes. Mm. But because you're just in a bikini. The <laughs> I'd sacrifice time. my. B- you are. They're in bikinis the entire yeah. time because they're like on some island, not in the Azores, but like off the Spanish coast somewhere like by. um. Oh, I don't remember the name of it. Anyway, uh, it's like Bachelor in Paradise or whatever that the Paradise version right. of the Bachelor. Right, they're just in bathing suits. Yeah, the they're entire. in bathing. They're in bathing suits all the time. Yeah, full makeup, bathing suit, heels, making breakfast. <laughs> like, does that not sound like a dream? <laughs> And you can tell that like a lot of the boob jobs are fresh because they're just like extra hard. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, you got this just for the show. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to regret that in a few years. Oh, it's wild. And then it's like you have nothing to do all day. You have to fill your time. So you do just like work out. Yeah. Or drink. Or drink. Or fuck. Or fuck. <laughs> season one. <laughs> season one of Love Island, someone said, is like the rough draft version of the show because it is very like. It is just they they just like show people fucking all the oh time. It was it was raunchy. Like it was wild. It's definitely toned down as the seasons go on. I don't know if people are having less sex in the house or what if they're you, just showing less sex. Uh, uh Hulu. Okay. Because it's it's on like BBC four or something like that. Channel you 4. like dug deep to find that one, that gem. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I follow a handful of British comedians who are making fun of the like intro credit sequence and I was like what's this show and then found it and then found that a handful of other comedians also watch it okay it's also insane they do an episode a day they cut and edit an episode a day so you are living in real time wow with the drama i love it yeah it's like big brother yeah totally but it does make for like trying to go back and watch a season of this show is a 50-day commitment like if I can do 90 and 90 with AA, <laughs> I can do 50 and 50 with Love Island. Right, yeah. And I believe in you. Bring it on. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much oh for my being God. here. It's great. I like got to hear so much about you that I didn't know. Yeah, thank you You're for even me more on. amazing than I thought. Oh, so. honey. So are you. And I can't wait to watch Vanderpump with you. Oh, my. I want to join. If anything comes from this, it's that we're going to watch so much reality TV can't, together. Can't wait. Yes. So. All right. Thank you again. Thank you, babe. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week.